You are listening to Radio Ramadan 365 Podcasts. Welcome to Millennium Discourse, Discourse number 17 with Sajjad Ayyub and Sheikh Ibrahim Skatema. Submission and witnessing. If there's only one actor, then are we not the actors, we are the witnesses. We've been made to witness. Please explain this a bit further. So... How can, I, how can I truly see how extraordinary he is and really affirm the fact that he is the best of planners until I've uh, attempted to plan and failed? So I've got this grand scheme for my life. Um, I'm going to you know, marry the trophy wife, have the trophy children, have the trophy career, and um, do the right number of rakas in, in the masjid. And then I'll have, I'll have success in this world and success in thereafter. And aren't I so clever and I'm in charge of my life? You know, this is kind of like, you know, um, and, then, and then life happens, you know, and um, uh, the, this one of your trophy children, God forbid, but one of the trophy children becomes a drug addict. Um, the wife has an affair, or dare I say, you have an affair. Um, you, um, you have a you you get a dreaded disease in your thirties when you're supposed to be making all this money and you become completely incapable, or you lose your job, or life intervenes. Um, these grenades of catastrophe get rolled through your door, and what's left after the blast is a completely irrevocably disarrayed shambles. And uh, and uh, you might think, well, that's not going to happen to me. Well, dare I say. Uh, there will be a grenade. It's just not might not be the ones that I'm describing now, but there is going to be a grenade. It's going to get rolled through your door where your schemes are going to be reduced to disarray. They are going to be reduced to shambles, you know? Um, uh, and, uh, you know, so, so, so what is the purpose of that? Is so that you can drop your hands, take them off the steering wheel, and just for a moment recognize that you've already been given far more than what you could ever want to go and get for yourself. And that what you have is amazing. You see, this, this, this pursuit of all these outcomes that we want on our lives comes at the price of, uh, of a judgment. And the judgment of, is that what I have is inadequate. I've got to get better. I've got to get more. I've got to get different, you know? That appraisal that what you have is inadequate is, 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 is bespeaks of a number of kind of um, flaws, actually. You know, first of all, it, it's of, a, of, a, of an inaccuracy of perception, you know, because how can it have been inadequate for heaven's sake? It's produced you. Not only is it, has it produced you, but it's, it's produced you, it's, it's, it's only made you possible because it produced, it gave abundantly. It's not inadequate. It's extraordinarily adequate. So, so we, 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 we lose this experience of, um, of amazement at how extraordinary our lives are because we convince ourselves that our lives are just not extraordinary at all. They're just very mediocre things and we have to make them better. We've got to make we've got to make something from our lives. We've got to go out and go and get what we want from life. And um, 
now, now, now the point is that he's actually he's actually put that little flea in our ear. You know, I mean, you make yourself this sense of inadequacy that produces the condition you have to go and make something of your life. You know, where does that come from? Well, you didn't invent it yourself. Nobody invents misery for themselves. It's a miserable experience. So where does it come from? It was put into you. It was put into you so that you can, you can aim yourself at this quixotic journey of trying to achieve things in the world and fail at them so that you can then eventually sit down in your armchair and say, but you know, I didn't have to leave home to find out what I've discovered now. But actually discovering now is made possible because I left home and failed to discover just how, it, how amazing home actually is. And what is home? Home is your nearness to your Rabb that you had before you started this journey of being a human being with human aspirations. You know, that's home. That's the home we're all aiming to get back to anyhow. All your desires will be requited there. All your needs will be addressed there. All of your sadnesses will be resolved there. You are going to go home. So, so we, get, we, we get led out into this exile of wanting to achieve stuff, wanting to get stuff, thinking that what we have is inadequate in order to get to the point where we realize that what we have is completely adequate, that the past of what's gone prior to this is, was amazing it's actually produced something which is extraordinary. Now, what's important about this is the person who was me in the past is part of the trick that he played to get me to the point where I am now. You know, he had to get me to construct this life of the trophy wife and the trophy children and the trophy career so that he can roll a grenade into it. So, 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 so if it wasn't for that, I couldn't be here now. So everything that's gone prior to the moment that you're in is the decree. You know, everything that you've done, everything that's happened, anything that anybody else has done, everything that's happened prior to this moment now is part of the decree. And the decree only has, it, 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 it has one intent for you, and that is your homecoming. And what is your homecoming? The bearing of witness to the very first the repeat of the very first thing you bore witness to when you were called out of being, when he asked you, am I not your Rabb? And you said, yes, you are. You're being brought back to that place. So, but how can you be brought back to that place if you weren't led away from that place? And part of what led you away from that place is that you got, you had this flea put into your ear of aspiration, of wanting to have a, make a different life and a better life. And that's fine. Perfect. Do that. Go there. Have the catastrophe so that you can come home and recognize that he is in fact your Rabb. He is in fact truly your Rabb. You cannot do better for yourself than what he already has done for you. That you can afford to hand the entire affair over to him. So for most of us, responsibility is about putting our hands on the steering wheel of life. It seems counterintuitive to take the hands off the steering wheel. We kind of spoke about this before. Can you explain more on that? You know, it's like with all of these things, the problem's a bit more subtle than what it, than just a simple binary like that, you see. So hands to the steering wheel, why your hands on the steering wheel is you're trying to aim your life in a direction that you're trying to achieve. So it's about managing outcomes. We seem to think that responsible people manage outcomes. Um, so I want to give you a thought experiment. You own two farms. 
the one have we spoken about the two farmers i don't think we have no we haven't you own two farms let's find two oh, we'll find the, the same dramatis personae that we had before isa and ahmed right so ahmed is the good farmer he works very hard at uh producing this crop he's very skilled he's been to the right agricultural college he does everything it's yes we have gone this one spoken about this, right yeah the one that sits on the veranda and has exactly exactly so which one of those two would you call the responsible farmer but let, let's just tell the story again because yeah. somebody listening to them. <laughs> yes, so the, guy that's does, true. Uh, uh, the guy does everything required of him and he gets a bad crop because there's a plague of locusts hmm. so, so he, he's worked very hard he loses the crop. Uh, the second guy, Isa, he's lazy, does nothing. He sits drunk on his veranda farmhouse, uh, farm, farmhouse veranda, uh, you know, the entire season. But lucky for him, everything goes right in the season. And as a result, he gets a good crop. So which of the two would you call the responsible farmer and which would you call the irresponsible farmer? Ahmed, yeah, Isa's irresponsible and yeah. Ahmed responsible. Exactly. Interesting who produced the result. Hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. So, 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 so this idea that you are responsible for outcomes is completely insane. You know, we did speak about this, that, hmm. uh, you know, the, the, the drawing of the bow is up to the archer. The flight of the arrow is up to Allah. The outcome isn't your problem. So if we say, you know, take your hands off the steering wheel, what, you know, we, what we're trying to say is, is stop trying to own the result. Stop trying to own the outcome. That's not that, that you know, that, that, that it's unjust to be, to hold, to, to act, feel that you're accountable for that. You know, you, you can be accountable for how you what you're doing right now in the moment that you're in, the appropriacy and the adequacy of what you're doing right now. You know, that's, that's your accountability, you know, not the result. So when it's, when it's up to, when you're trying to achieve the result, then if you're trying to hold yourself accountable for the results of your life, well, that's just naive. You know, um, so what, I, what, what do I mean by this? Mm -hmm. I know that... Uh, um, uh, to, to achieve, to achieve uh, a reasonable result of my work week, um, let's say I need to, a sales environment, the sales environments are very easy to kind of understand in terms of this sort of thing. I need to call 50 people, I need to, you know, get a good script, blah, 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 and then I'll probably make, I don't know, sort of 10,000 pounds sales. That's my work week. Now, there's, should something intervene, so there's been a sudden, I don't know, COVID intervenes, and despite everything that I do, nobody's got brain space to buy anything, never mind my, my widget, you know, and if I base my happiness on, well, I've, at least I'm doing the best that I can, and I make that the focus, then I'm not overwhelmed by the loss of the 10,000 pounds. But if it's all about the 10,000 pounds, then I get overwhelmed by the catastrophe and I no longer do the thing that's required of me. So don't make the, where the arrow hits your problem. Make the, this side, your, what you're doing, 
make that your problem, you know? So don't make your responsibility getting the result. Make your responsibility to do the thing that you're doing well to the best of your ability. You also use the metaphor of being like a frightened child in the company of its mother. This seems the very opposite of what us think we need to be, i.e. tougher. So this, um, this sort of um, kind of uh, kind of a Rambo image that the, you know, the, the guy who can sort of, what is kind of, um, what do the Americans say, kick ass and break and take names, you know, kind of like slap them about and fix them. That really isn't the demeanor of a Muslim. That's not, that's not who we are. You know, I mean, that's, uh, um, uh, 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 is it appropriate to be frightened? you know, as a, as a human being, well, you, you, you clearly have a completely bizarre view of scale if you aren't. You know, if you're looking out at the world around there saying, yeah, I, I've, I've got my thumb on this thing. Phew, really, you know, I mean, you, 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 it, actually, the, the prospect of staying alive moment by moment is, is, physically impossible. So for you not to look at the world with some sense of kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm vulnerable here is not seeing things as they are. You know? However, that doesn't mean to say that one should be in fear because we know that we have a rub. We have a pro protecting guardian. We have a nurturing parent being who is protecting us like a mother protects us, you know, um, that we can take our concerns to, that we can take our vulnerability to. And, and, and doesn't, that doesn't mean to say it takes our vulnerability away. He protects us from the consequences of our vulnerability. He protects us from the consequences of our failings. So it is absolutely appropriate to be the person who, not, not the arrogant one who thinks is in charge, but the, the slightly kind of, and I'm not saying fear-driven and fearful and timid, you know, but, but, um, but careful. And, 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 and a little bit, dare I say, um, understanding, knowing that you aren't adequate to protect yourself for, from all the eventualities in your life. That, that your life has got things in it that are unmanageable, that are, are going to destroy you if you're not protected from them. And not to recognize is really being naive. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's not recognizing how things actually are. Um, <clears throat> you describe also keeping all of our projects going, but to approach them in a sense of play. What do you mean by this? So, if you think, I, I've not, I've, um, if you think about uh, sport, for instance, I mean, my sons were all great football. Well, they were, they were great for that. That's a very bad statement, but they were they loved football, and they they still to this day one of them still plays. And uh, um, uh, but amateur, I mean, they they enjoyed the game, enjoyed the game very much. And over the years, I've seen different coaches 
of these kids, you see. So, a really bad coach is one who makes the winning of the game everything. Who will demean kids, he will abuse them, he will shout at them for having oh, it's such a stupid thing to have made the let all through the court. Um, the whole purpose of playing the game is to win. What also becomes true for a coach like that is that he'll turn a blind eye on a kid who, who fouls another kid. As long as the kid who's doing the fouling is on his team. If the, co if the, if the, if the referee didn't see it, you know, way to go, my boy. Because you know? winning is everything. Now, the problem with a team that plays like that is actually they can only be happy maximum half of the time because half the time they're going to lose. So you get another kind of a coach that when he coaches these kids, it's not just about winning. It's not just about getting the result that you want, but it's about having a good game. And, you know, even a game where you lost could be a good game because you learned something and you, you, you got slightly better at that. You know, I mean, we did lose the game, but slightly better at that thing. You kind of passed better. You, you, you know, you kind of, you kept your positions better. You know, then if you have that approach, you can actually win every game. But, the, but then you've turned the game into a game. It's something that you play with. You experiment, play in the sense of experiment. You know, I mean, it's like, it's, so you, you carry the thing lightly, you know, not everything has to win. I mean, it's not about winning at all costs. It's not, it's not about always coming first. It's about staying, about bearing, carrying the thing lightly so that you can have a sense of, of, uh, of, of curiosity and enjoyment in the process and, and not just be fixed on the, on the outcome. So the, uh, if you live your life like that, you have, you, you, that makes for a, a pleasurable life. But that doesn't mean to say you now become frivolous and dismissive. That doesn't mean to say you trivialize things. It's precisely because you take what you're doing in every situation that you're in very seriously that you then get enough attention so that you can enjoy it. I mean, you know, If I do something, if something's only important because it's helping me to get a result, then the thing that I'm doing is trivial. It's just the means. But if I'm doing the thing to do it well, there might still be a good result. But then doing it well is no longer trivial. If part of doing it well means that I'm curious about it, that I have a sense of lightheartedness about doing it, you know, that means to say that, that I, can, I can have that approach to things without trivializing, without demeaning, you know. So, so that's exactly what I'm trying to suggest we should do. And that's certainly a skill we should be giving our kids. You know, this thing that you've got to win at all costs is, is, is ridiculous, you know. And we see it so often in children, it, it, with parents these days, you know, that, that you know, the, 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 well, the, the, the value of the child is all in the grades. And then we wonder why we got these really depressed adolescents who, if they aren't managing to escape by using drugs, they, you know, they, 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 uh, 
they, they're either having prescription or non-prescription drugs to get through their, their adolescence. And it's, it's purely because of the sort of expectations we put on the young people, you know? I mean, I don't think when, when we started off just fresh from the garden that we were designed to spend 18 years behind books. Yeah. Now it's like up to your 30s, you know, sometimes. Your education is not complete. That's ridiculous. When are you going to have a life? Well, doctors and architects, they go through that period, don't they? Yeah. Well, they're yeah, up yeah. into the late they, 20s. Yeah, yeah. And then they can start to have a life. Yeah, then they begin life. Uh, yeah. and, and, then, and then we're concerned about the other. He's not married yet. Well, what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> or she. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Right. You, you explained that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves nothing more than the toba of the sinner. To, to turn back to him, it's a bit like a Catholic confession. Well, well no, it isn't. Um, he was a hidden treasure that wished to be known, which suggests that the, that love to be known, that suggests that the that discovery, discovery is part of the story. Now, if, if the thing hadn't been hidden in the first place, uh, then it can't be discovered. Then it was always in plain sight, you know? So we, it has to be covered. And by the way, that's exactly what kufr means. And all error is, in a sense, an expression of that. It is a covering of the truth. So, so the co us covering the truth from ourselves is... is is I mean that's the human condition because that's what we do. We're made weak. We're going to get up to mischief. That's what's going to happen. You know, that's so much part of the design that it is the precondition for us to do the uncovering, which is going back, rediscovering, and it's that aha moment. It's that release. It's that amazement. That is the purpose of of uh, of of the of in fact. The very first moment, the, first, the Big Bang, had, was the precondition for all these things to happen to produce this one creature that can affirm that indeed he is the Rabb. And how do I affirm that he is the Rabb? As I say, I discover that, listen, I tried to be. I tried to do things in my own interests. And you know what? It was an unspeakable catastrophe. Believe me, he is the Rabb. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much for that. And on that note, thank you for joining us. And listeners, you are listening to Millennium Discourses. We will be back tomorrow with another topic. We would like to thank Etzko Skatema. Till tomorrow, Allah Hafiz from us all.